When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Big Fish Small Pod. I'm Andrew Werdahl, and today is August 5th. Where we are really in this Marlins season is a couple of days after the trade deadline. Uh, the Marlins had a day off yesterday, uh, traveling to Chicago for three games, all starting at 2.20 Eastern Time, just like heads up to you there, 2.20 Eastern Time today, Saturday and Sunday for that, like, you know, day games at Wrigley Field. Should be a nice time for baseball for the Marlins. And a good time for Peyton Burdick to possibly debut this weekend. He's gotten the call, whether he gets into a game, it seems, you know, almost a lock. And Edward Cabrera will be returning to the team, allegedly per Fish on the Farm, starting Friday's game again at 2.20. Kind of a weird one. Why to make sure you get that. Some kind of early afternoon baseball. Should be fun. Ooh, I'm excited! <laughs> I say in the most pregnant of ways because really what I'm talking about today here on Big Fish Small Pod is the envy of Major League Baseball, this like, well, AJ Preller's Padres. Talking a bit like about where the Padres are at, it's been a real like process for them to get to this point. like. As, early, like, as most recently as 2017, they were featuring the lowest payroll in Major League Baseball. Not like the first time either, like 2012, another year where they had the lowest payroll. But what we're talking about is this team as it is today. And that really starts with AJ Preller, hired as general manager in 2014, ahead of the 2015 season. And I wanna talk a bit about his history as general manager and how I'm glad he's not the general manager of Miami. And what I think this team, meaning like Bruce Sherman, Kim Ang, and those at the top can learn from this Padres team. And they're like radically different method of team building. So really when the Padres brought in AJ Preller, 
before the 2015 season, he didn't take a wait-and-see approach with the team like Kim Ang has in Miami coming off the playoff season in 2020. Preller, like, immediately took, like, a hot iron to the roster and placed his stamp on the team, acquiring some star players if you followed the league for a couple of decades now, but maybe some kind of, like, past-their-prime stars at the time with Matt Kemp, Will Myers, Justin Upton, Craig Kimbrell, Melvin Upton, at the cost of, like, some major prospect talent. He switched out the team they had there, sent away even, like, outfielders like Carlos Quinton, who had provided decent offense out of town to get just the players he wanted at the major league level, giving up probably even bigger talent than what he got by trading Yasmani Grandal, Trey Turner, and even the draft pick that the Atlanta Braves used to select Austin Riley. It was a rather, like, devastating set of trades for the Padres, immediately, like, deemed, like, Preller Palooza by the media at the time. But turning that around and taking that team for the 2015 season, amping it up with some major league talent, the Padres wouldn't have a winning record until 2020 from that point, after even more trades that helped churn the roster over again to cut costs. So he took a team that was in third place, reinvented the team, wound up in fourth place the next year, and fans did respond in the offseason to the hubbub. About 250,000 more players attended Padres games in 2015 than 14, and a few more like this year after, but that was about it for like an attendance increase. The fans didn't come to this losing baseball. By 2017, Preller's Padres sported the lowest payroll in baseball, and the push to contend had like already failed. By 2016, they'd made the call to sell, uh, shipping off like a free agent signing James Shields. Pretty like critical piece they got back with Fernando Tatis Jr. from the White Sox. And they continued to make a few other trades to get back some more talent than Chris Paddock that helped build this like Padres team as it is. But with the fact that their general manager had been over aggressive, the whole organization had to reset. So to keep the cash flow solvent, to keep the organization going really, not knowing exactly the numbers the owners were dealing with with San Diego, the fact that he'd gone a bit out of his shorts early was critical and did result in a pinch. And he had done it by like shipping off top talent to try to get, you know, whatever he could in that exact moment. Pretty like, oh, just a lot different than what we see with Kem Ang. So this push for the Padres has centered around top talent. You know, the Juan Soto trade being the talk of the town now. Um, but before that, it was Manny Machado. Like, someone had to pay him. He was, like, a star player. So this sign signing of Manny Machado, who was a top talent, before the Padres were even expected to be good, the 2017 Padres finished under 500 and saw the debut of Fernando Tatis along with Machado and set, like, that side of the infield up for success going forward. Like, they had established a bit of a core. 
because Preller made this like rather aggressive offer, didn't backload the money, gave the business room to profit down the line with his like 10 year, $300 million deal that allocated a $20 million bonus up front to Machado before settling into like a regular steady income. We've seen fans reward that effort. Obviously, it seems like it's yet to be seen whether or not the Padres team will profit from this season, but with Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Tatis around beyond 2022, Padres fans have plenty of choices for like player jerseys, and honestly, their uniforms are kind of great. The like brown and yellow, it's a unique color palette in baseball with their like, plus their City Connect uniform are like really cool to see. It's not really a wonder why the Padres have the fifth, fifth largest crowds so far in 2022 to go with their $208 million payroll fan to reward that effort. And by signing Machado, Preller really drew the line for this reinvention of the San Diego Padres, logo and all. And it is thanks to that over-the-top effort that the name San Diego Padres will have a different meaning for a new generation of fans than it did 10, 20 years ago. So taking this back to Miami, obviously Kim Ang has been a lot different as general manager. She didn't blow all of her options immediately like AJ Preller and won't have to recoup a farm because of it. So from the start, Kim Ang does have us ahead, but without the strongly visioned investment into like a top tier talent like Machado, it's not clear that Miami has the in-house role modeling even for that level of performance from an everyday player. No Marlin has led the league in at-bats and led with strong production. For all the talent we see in an everyday player like Jazz, a veteran star really sets a different precedent. And it's certainly to the Marlins' favor that they do not need to follow Preller's model of like ruin the team, restore the team, then optimize. From there, Kim Ang came in and committed to a core and complemented the roster, and then worked that again, signing Sandy long-term, filling up the roster with some role players in areas of need, like Soler, Avi, and Stallings. And that did come from strong business in Miami, which we saw the team signed deals with Valley Sports, Lone Depot, and that led to the money invested. So it isn't clear from this moment how much is available beyond what's already spent, but the next step to improve the team is incredibly clear. It's adding to the top of the roster with a major and aggressive investment. And if Miami doesn't have that money to put forward to a free agent, it's not clear that they'll ever be competitive with these teams that are building out these like big three type rosters thinking the Padres for one and uh, the Atlanta Braves with Acuna and Albies and now Austin Riley in long term. It actually is a matter of like competitive parity. Like you're not differentiating yourself by going for these stars. The Texas Rangers last year got two star players for like nine figure contracts and they're just in the middle of the pack themselves and that's a team that's done what we're asking the marlins to do twice 
it's actually that saturated of a market for top talent in Major League Baseball. Looking ahead to this free agency, Aaron Judge and Trey Turner jump out as like the type of difference-making stars out there. And we know nothing can really change until then. But truly, I admire the way Kim Ang has kept the window for Miami fully open and stretched it out with trades for talented long-term players like Jesus Luzardo and Jordan Groshans. But those sorts of games seem so marginal compared to what AJ Prowler and the Padres have been able to put together across the country, but in the National League. Totally a lot to think about between now and the offseason when the Marlins will be making their more major decisions for this team. But until then, plenty of baseball to watch. Weekend series again against the Cubs. Two 20 start times. Look out for the debut of Peyton Burdick, the return of Edward Cabrera, and some nice weather at Wrigley Field. Fish Stripes Live will be with you before the game, but for the podcast, I've been Andrew Werdahl. I'll be back with you on Wednesday.